One thing I think everybody's heard me say before is that before, before Christians were called Christians, they were just simply called followers of the way. And so we actually get here today in the Acts of the Apostles when they were called Christians. And so it's kind of a neat uh, transition that you actually hear it directly in the scripture. So in that beginning, you know, when they're walking, uh, like on the road to Emmaus, the story that we've talked about just very recently, you know, those followers were just simply called followers of the way. And, you know, of course, they're walking the way of Jesus at that point. But then it's finally that people are starting to believe in mass. A lot of people are starting to understand and believe in the gospel and believe in Jesus Christ. And so in Antioch, that's when people finally give them that label of Christian. So it's a great kind of transitional point here. But then in the gospel, one of the things that happens that's so interesting and important is just, again, that, that rejection of who Jesus is at, at the very base. You know, and ask yourself this question. If he said to them in that particular moment plainly, I am the Lord Jesus Christ, I am God, I am the only one. Do you think all of a sudden that would have just been enough for them? No, that's the point of who these people were, because a lot of people will be like, we're too much about giving folks the benefit of the doubt in the Bible. The story is about, the, the Bible often tells us about people who are obstinate in their belief, not like, how oh, well, you know, in my mind, if Jesus had just given them a second chance, I'm sure they would have come around. No, the point is they were not coming around, and that's why they're in the book, so that we tell the story about the people who were not listening. That's the point. You know, it's funny. It's like, we don't have more mercy than God. Oh, well, Jesus, I don't think you were being nice enough. It's a silly concept. You know, it's just like God knows that they refused to believe. That's why they're an example. For us of those that are obstinate in their belief towards God. It wasn't going to say, you know, if he simply stated that, then they would have asked him another question. Well, I still don't believe you. I mean, that exa that's exactly how the response would have been. And so it's important for us to realize that. One of the things about our faith is that we respond individually to the gift of faith. You don't have control over your children you don't, I mean, to some extent, <laughs> but you don't have control over your children's response in their belief. You don't have control over your spouse's response in belief. But you know what you do have control of? Your response in belief. If you want to convert your family or your friends, you start with what is inside of you. There's something I want to I wanna read real quickly here. Again, I've been throwing a whole bunch of Liturgy of the Hours at, at everybody lately. But this is just a really small excerpt from, this is St. Peter Chrysologus. St. Peter Chrysologus was considered, he, he lived around the same time of uh, St. Augustine and St. Jerome. So he's one of the early church fathers. I think he died in like 430-ish or something like that. And so he was called, uh, they called him Golden Mouth or Golden Tongue because he was known to be such an amazing preacher at the time, just like theologically concise, and he just kind of threw a lot at you. And, um, and this is actually from one of his homilies, just the end of one of his homilies. And so he says, Paul says, I appeal to you by the mercy of God to present your bodies as a sacrifice, living and holy. The prophet said the same thing, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but you have prepared a body for me. 
each of us is called to be both a sacrifice to God and his priest. Do not forfeit what divine authority confers on you. Put on the garment of holiness. And some of the things he says right here actually roughly correspond to the vestments that, that a priest wears during Mass. He says, gird yourself with the belt of chastity. This, the cincture, that's one of the prayers that you pray when you put your cincture on, is basically to gird yourself with the belt of chastity. Let Christ be your helmet. Let the cross on your forehead be your unfailing protection. This cloth right here that's wrapped around my collar and my clerical shirt, you say a very similar prayer to that. Lord, you know, put on the helmet of salvation on my head. Traditionally, you would touch your head before you actually wrapped it around. And the point being is that my clerical clothes, my black clothes and collar, are like my human, normal Father Peter clothes. But I cover myself up. My normal human self gets covered so that I cease to be, you know, normal Father Peter. And then, let, okay, I said that forehead of cross beyond your protection. Your breastplate should be the knowledge of God that he himself has given you. And so we always say that the, um, so the first garment we put on is purity, the alb, and then the outer garment, the chasuble, is putting on Jesus Christ so that the person of the priest is covered up and you're in persona Christi, you're in the person of Christ at that point. Keep burning continually the sweet-smelling incense of prayer. Pray. Take up the sword of the Spirit. Let yourself be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let your heart be an altar, then with full confidence of God, present your body for sacrifice. God desires not death, but faith. God thirsts not for blood, but for self-surrender. God is appeased not by slaughter, but by the offering of your free will. So that is the challenge for every single one of us today. The challenge for every single one of us today is if we want to convert the world, if we want to convert our families, our friends, is that we take ourselves during this Mass, during every single Mass, and we take our self-will and we give it up and we offer it up so that we can truly be filled by the Holy Spirit, that we're filled with the divine will of God. You know, we let go of our self-will. We allow it to be basically demolished in crust so that God can cover us up and fill us up so that, like, he and I are one, just like he says that he and the Father are one. That's what we seek to do. So today, I want you to imagine that during this Mass. You take your will, and with that sacrifice of bread and wine on the altar, you offer it to God on the altar. And if he continues to transform each one of us, it'll just seem like magic that our family and our friends and our loved ones start being converted, because they won't be able to help seeing that you are just an absolute light of Christ. They'd be like, I can't, I can't help it anymore, God. I give up, I surrender, I convert because these people around me are so holy. I, I just can't take it anymore. And that's how we convert the world. God bless you all.